better way to start this. Um, and how fitting than to talk about this subject when I've been awake for 30 straight hours. Yes, and... <laughs> and that's how I feel every time I play this game. It's like an unending uh, awareness mm-hmm. of what you're doing and the regret. Yep involved in it i can't tell if i'm asleep or awake but i am in a living nightmare um that's that's about right uh i guess we'll go ahead and kick this off what is up ladies and gentlemen it's another episode of alex explains it all this is alex lobot joined as always by my fire team member producer seth and uh it's console me day and boy oh boy if, if, are we gonna need it if we're t- if we're touching on this? That's what she said. <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> starting it off boom. right. There we go. Um, we are talking destiny, and uh, as some of you might know, uh, that actually are privy to video games. Um, the latest expansion for Destiny, Rise of Iron, came out on September the twentieth, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, it's been out for about a week. Yep. And so Seth and I gave it a test run, and so. We decided that we were going to talk about the expansion, but really, you can't talk about an expansion without talking about the game. And if we're going to talk about the game, um, we're gonna have we're gonna have to devote some time to it because this is like a this is like a, a girlfriend game. that just won't go away. It's not even a game anymore. It's just is <laughs> you're just dealing is with life. It. It's like breaking up with someone and then still having to live like live out the rest of your rent and like your lease, and all of a sudden like. They keep coming in. All of a sudden, they have a new haircut. It kind of piques your interest, but you're like, "No, man, she broke my heart, man. Screw that." And you and realize it was it's it's like, "Oh, well, and the haircut will change things," but it's like it's just a haircut. Yeah, it's it's, go back to normal. Mm-hmm. So. It just it wears thin really mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah, yeah. That's destiny. We're actually talking about a video game, folks. It's not a metaphor. Yeah, it's actually this. Um, it's a it's a haircut <laughs> simulator. <laughs> oh man! But man, they've added a lot of stuff. I mean, have you, know, you played Haircut Simulator 14 on Steam? Absolutely. They <laughs> add like different <laughs> shears. They add like different kinds of scissors and shears oh and everything. God. And then um, the only thing I didn't like was the microtransactions. You should. It should come with that little green bucket oh of my. cleaner oh, that the, you put the, the combs you in. You want to drink it? Yeah. You you want to drink? It does look like minty. In, you jumped into that so willingly. Have you played that? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, with all the simulator games that are oh, available, yeah. why not? Uh, well, this is a misery simulator uh, released <laughs> in 2014. Uh, Destiny was created and is created by uh, the team at Bungie, who are most well known for uh, the hit game Marathon, um, and then a, a later game. Yeah, that's what they're known for. Yeah, yeah, Marathon. Yeah, yeah, Marathon, and a, a later release. Uh, uh, that little other series. Uh, yeah, a, a little other Hollow? series. What was it? Hollow. I didn't have an, uh, an Xbox, so. Well, if. Well, Destiny makes me feel hollow, so it's, a, it's an appropriate sequel. Um, it's the long con. That's what they've been working on the whole time. So Bungie, the creators of the Halo series, uh, after Halo 3, decided that they were going to depart Microsoft and venture out on their own uh, to create a game that they had been working on apparently for years. And uh, this is a game with a very storied history. And it's got a very tumultuous background because some of the leads on it uh, were from the Halo series and people uh, well regarded within the video game community and then it seems like once Activision got involved as far as publishing was concerned uh, that's when things started to go south and uh, that's how we ended up with the uh, the beta test that we're still playing two years later 
Um, so Destiny is is a weird, it is a weird thing to try to describe. So um, it was released for both last gen and current gen consoles. So PS3, PS4, uh, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and it is a first-person shooter, fantasy, sci-fi, space. Multi, massive multiplayer online role-playing game, but not really like a World of, world of Warcraft, more just like a uh, an always-on uh, first-person shooter. Yeah, I mean, it's you can pretty much call it, you know, your typical FPS, MMORPG, uh, SOL. Mm-hmm. My BFFGL. <laughs> and POS. Yes, and... Uh, <laughs> an ODB, LOL, yeah, OPP, yes, yeah. you know me, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we just activated the Winter Soldier <laughs> right now. Somebody just stood up and all of a sudden was like, "I must kill Captain America." Um, so this is a game designed, uh, I guess, the f- one of the first of its kind for consoles. Uh, to be a multi-chaptered arc sort of game where um, after a couple of years you'll be able to carry over your characters um, into the next set of games. And so uh, it's like if somebody handed The Sims guns. We don't know if those characters will carry over. You're jumping to conclusions, my friend. Oh, that's my favorite game, Jump to Conclusions. Um, <laughs> you ever played it? Well, the Jump to Conclusions, Matt. It's yeah. kind of like Twister. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I've I've uh, I, I I didn't know the the creator mm-hmm. um, personally, but I know that he finally realized his dream after uh, a, a tragic accident that caused him to uh, break his neck. But <laughs> um, so. This game was bandied about for years, and the people that followed it were really excited about it. Because so, let me tell you something: if we're if we're going to talk Destiny, we'll go we'll go back to kind of the first things that we heard about it. And the first concept art released of this game was just—I mean, I've got some hanging on my wall. Mm-hmm. It it encapsulated that feeling of like Dune almost, and early Star Wars concept art of this just okay this is just a weird outer space western almost i wonder when that game is going to come out oh oh no that is uh it'll come out right when battlefront 3 comes out um so uh this game was you know it was being worked on and the game that we got seems to be a very different beast than than the one that was intended um, and I would, I think with Marty O'Donnell and, uh, some of the others that carried over from the Halo series, I think they would probably agree with, hence why they were probably, uh, canned. Yeah. Yeah. If there's any of them left even. Yeah. So this is a game, uh, I guess we'll even get into the backstory of it a little bit. Um, so this, this thing called the darkness is basically, uh, wiping out certain areas of space and um, I guess three astronauts wind up on Mars, and they stumble upon the Traveler. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. They travel. They stumble upon the Traveler, which is this giant living sphere type thing, and them stumbling upon it uh, initiates a golden age for humanity. So it accelerates uh, humanity. It 
great speeds they end up colonizing venus and some of the local um, planets in our solar system and then the darkness enters our solar system and the traveler tries the traveler pretty much tries to book it because that's what its thing was it was all right i'll get you ready for where you need to be and then i gotta go yeah well the conjecture is is that uh, one of the ais on earth at the time rasputin those are not yeah um <laughs> opened fire on the traveler and blew a hole in the bottom of it and now it's just sitting on top of the last city on earth and you as uh, a long dead uh i guess warrior are resurrected by this ghost which is a robotic companion it's sent out from the traveler the traveler's last bit of energy that it had before it went out was it created these little robots and said okay you you know go out and find these guys to help protect one another and so you're woken up and uh, you're handed a gun and you're told that uh, you need to go out and you need to save humanity uh, that sounds was, and that was the last of that story yeah sounds pretty cool right you'd probably like to know more well so would we yeah good luck finding it because one of the big problems with destiny is that they have very extensive lore, and if you can get somebody to talk about it and explain it well, it's really good it's stuff. It's super cool. Um, but Destiny decided to not include it in the game. They lock it away in something called grimoire cards that you have to just like find online once you unlock them, or you know you can you can wiki them. Which th that's something you do when you are kind of interested in a movie. And so you read, like, the last scene. You're like, oh, man, I didn't see that coming. So you go see the movie. <laughs> that's, that's Destiny. It's like, oh. De yeah, Destiny's created, like, the equivalent of uh, their own Bitcoins. You yeah. basically have to just mine the Internet until you find bits and pieces of their lore. And you go, ooh, that's interesting. And it does cost. It doesn't actually, it's not worth money. not worth anything. But it will cost you. Yeah. Not money, but just. Pieces of You your... will. Yeah. You'll suffer. Um, which is an interesting design choice. And I think for a lot of people, I mean, since this game came out two years ago, they have said, you know, why is it this in the game? I mean, the ga some of the lines in the game are that I don't have time to explain why I have no time to explain. Yes. Okay. Brilliant writing, by the way. <laughs> Mother, you're alive? <laughs> Too bad you will die. I am so. It's his favorite line from the second Mortal it's, Kombat. It's movie. the. I mean, I don't. Ha, when somebody says, I don't have time to explain why I don't have time to explain, you just want to punch him in the face for. Just. just that's terrible writing. That's you, terrible you writing. You know what logic that is? That's James Brown logic. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Hey, I'm concerned because there's nothing wrong. <laughs> what was that? Alone James? from night to Tonight night, you find me. Got a moochie. Got a moochie. Huh? Why is that, ladies? <laughs> if you guys don't know what we're talking about, look up James Brown CNN Coke, and uh... <laughs> or just James Brown weird interview or drunk or high. He, yeah. He's clearly on something. It's a very <laughs> famous interview. <laughs> It is brilliant. It is the best of James Brown. And that is, if you watch that interview, it's essentially like watching any of the cutscenes of Destiny. Did and and somebody remade it. Didn't Key and Peele 
Somebody, I yes, think, uh, I want to say they, they did. They just redid the whole thing, and it was all right, but it did not match that original. My goodness, no. <laughs> I look good, I feel I good, good, smell good, I make love good. Oh, <laughs> and I mean, it's literally it sounds like that. That is Destiny's story, though. It is a convoluted, confusing mess that with no context. And so it is until you do your research that you find out the story behind it. Destiny is written by a coked up James Brown. I mean, that, that, that actually makes sense. No, absolutely. And, and look what happened to him. Yeah. Why don't you don't mess around? Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> That's right. We're saying Bungie killed James Brown. You hear that, Deej? We're on to you, buddy. <laughs> um, you're just a community manager. We know the truth. Manage it all. You're pulling the, you man. You're pulling the, the strings. Back alley from, deals in, from not the behind the scenes, right in front of it. We mm-hmm. know. We're we ain't no fools, man. We watch those YouTube conspiracy videos. Luke Smith scared of you. Oh, throw money at my screen. Um, I just throw something in his face. Yeah. So Destiny was billed to be this grand space opera. Um, that spanned planets, solar system, ga- systems, and galaxies. Uh, but the biggest issue that we've seen so far is that it overpromised, underdelivered, which sounds like another space game that we won't get into. Um, but the one thing that's interesting about Destiny is they promised a living, breathing game. And to that point, I think that it is one of the most unique games. In the sense that it, the community influences it almost exclusively. It well, the the community is a whole nother topic in itself because mm-hmm. it is without a doubt the most vocal and diverse community out there. Because you either here's the here's the weird thing about Destiny. There's two kinds of people. You either love it or you hate it, but you're still playing it. Yeah. And that's because they hired um, professional yep. psychologists and psychiatrists, people that specialize in addiction, mm-hmm. to to consult on this game. Yes, you heard me. Yeah. That they, means- ha- they, ha- they have people that specialize in addiction. They are literally getting... And they a consultant yeah. on how do we make people addicted to this game? And, and they monitor retainment. They mm-hmm. monitor. They make sure that they keep an eye on how many people are actively playing. And if they see it dip, they go out. I mean, that's what some of these events are in response to. I can almost guarantee that when the player base starts dropping, that's when they announce, "Oh, well, we've got we've got new armor. You know, we're we're gonna do a new event." I mean, it's just. I feel like there's a team ready who's constantly always got the next thing up their sleeve. So the minute something slips, I mean, whether or not they have a release schedule remains to be seen. But, I mean, they, they can push it back. And those are just arbitrary. I mean, I can say I'm going to release a game next year, but if I you, don't necessarily have to. To get an idea, if you've ever seen The Matrix, the the things that they have in their head that allow to plug in, that comes with the game. Yes. You have to have it um, uh, surgically mm-hmm. installed in the back of your head. And then while playing the game, you know, you turn on your console and everything. But then you shove an 8-inch rod into your skull. Yes. And that is how they monitor. Placenta not included. That's extra. 
Um, so this is a game that was developed to be addicting. And, you know, it's made by Bungie, but I've always said it should be made by Dice. Because that's essentially what you're rolling whenever you <laughs> play this game. Um, I think it's made by the devil. D- uh, so the reason we sound so vitriolic about this game is is that there are some good parts about it. And one thing that they've gotten really right is the gunplay and the loot system within the game. Their armor, their guns, as far as the, as far as the items themselves is what I'm referring to. And the um, overall mechanics. And the overall mechanics. Are, it, it, are just, they nail it. Yeah. They, they do a really good job. You know, it feels like this is how an FPS should be handled. It just mm-hmm. feels good. It, it, it's, and they will, and so all of your items can tweak how you play in some regard. And so what it really is is a mixing and matching game of your play styles. Do I play with a... Do I play with a handgun, or do I play with an automatic, you know, assault rifle? Do I play with a machine gun, or a sword, or a rocket launcher? You've got all these different items, and then with your armor, you are able to equip different sets, which all do minorly different things, but it has a big impact on how you play overall, uh, which is, I guess, a standard RPG element. But the issue at hand is, is for the longest time, it's been about two years, no matter what you did, and this is the difference. And if you're listening to this and you've never played Destiny, you're going to go, oh, hell no. Whereas you would play another game and do a certain set of things and net a certain reward. No matter what you did in Destiny, uh, RNG would kick in. Um, which is basically uh, randomization of chance. And so no matter what you did... It didn't matter whether you were playing multiplayer, if you were doing a mission. Not all things. Well, some some things some, do have set some quests. Some quests do have set rewards. But, like you will get this reward, which you will then shard and never use. Right. Yeah. So, for the most part, uh, it was no matter what you did, it was okay. We're gonna roll some dice, and you got a mote of light. Oh well, looks like that was three hours you just wasted. For everyone listening, a mode of light is something that's used uh, very sparingly and is not overall a great reward. Dude, you got to explain. I mean, you just used the term shard. What the, you think? Shard is uh, a, a term that has become synonymous with dismantling uh, a piece of armor or weapon or some type of item in which to break it down and get other type of materials. You I, can't just start using... I can di- hear it right now. <laughs> Somebody's listening going, Thank you, Seth. God, Al explains it all more like He's not, you're not explain. You don't explain anything, my friend. Well, Shards and well, motes of and light. And this is why I'm not explaining it. Because none of it makes sense. Because it's all broken and doesn't work. <laughs> That's just like, Oh, this is this three-wheel car that Mr. Bean drives. It always, you know, turns over. <laughs> Let me tell you how it works. Um, well, look, if you if you want to talk about it doesn't work, then let's specify exactly what is wrong with the game. And you made the first point that the majority of the reward system is RNG. It's a random number generator. It's basically that... Rolling dice. You, you, no, it is not based on merit or performance. That regardless of how you do... And it, it's really a problem in the multiplayer that you can, you know, when you're, when you're competing against other people online... You can have a better performance. You can have the best performance within that event. And because of RNG, somebody that did terrible will get a better reward than you 
or somebody else that did the best. And that isn't that is orangey. It's not balanced. It's not. I mean, it's not fair. And what's amazing is is how randomization can almost affect you on a deeper level. Like if if there was an option that you would definitely get one of five things, I think it would not hurt as much as you got. You have the chance to get it, or or you could get you know a piece of currency or something to upgrade your armor. This is me explaining. Um, or uh, or you could get nothing, which uh, Seth has seen happen to me multiple times, and uh, I have had to rip my microphone out of my console uh, because I was about to scream and did not want to blow his eardrums out. Uh, how many times have we played Crucible and I've done, or uh, John and I, or you, have played, and we are the only people, the only people out of 6 to 12 people that get nothing it's it's almost i mean it's almost laughable because it's almost like the game is is taunting you yep it, like like oh this is totally random no uh, no like it happens random. and the game looks at you with that face and goes ha ha and like pokes your shoulders like ha look at that uh, every like time on purpose every time i feel like somebody at budgie's going uh Oh, and then <laughs> start over. Um, but the issue at hand is is that you, as a player, can't do anything to fight it. You can't. You there's no way for you to just be like, ah, well, I'll just go and I'll just buy what I want to get because there are certain shopkeepers in the game, there are certain vendors in the game that distribute certain things, and while they may be good and have certain attributes, the problem with RNG is. A lot of the things that drop, you cannot buy. You have to get it if it's given to you. And then if it's given to you and has the wrong set of attributes on it, you just throw it in the trash. It's like getting a it's like getting a birthday present from your aunt two months later. It's like, well, this, um, I mean, I mean, I love my aunt to death. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying metaphorically, it's like getting a, a present from a relative that you really don't speak to. They send you something. You go, oh, well, this is a 50-50 shot. Oh, look at this. Socks three sizes too small. I guess these are going to Goodwill. It's like buying a pack of magic cards or any other type of collectible cards. What we you have be- no control. God. Over what's in there. Can I tell you how And many? it might contain a Black Lotus. Or it might contain five copies. Hold on. Just five lands. Well, let's slow it down a little bit. I know some of our female listeners are probably fanning uh, their downstairs regions from hearing you spit hot fire about magic cards. And there's our parental advisory, <laughs> folks. I'll tell you what's magic. This voice. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm pretty sure that we're not targeting... Uh, the the cheerleaders and the and the supermodels with this. Uh, Let me tell you something, man. I know bitches love trials. Yes, exactly. But other than that, I don't think that, you know that's our, our target audience. Look, and, man, and, and you don't know how many high school squads are training for jamboree and listening to, to us talk. I was about referring to college cheerleaders, MMORPGs. What they're a huge following in college cheerleaders on. Uh, uh, they play Hearthstone. <laughs> Oh, there's a virgin. It's a virgin police knocking on your door. <laughs> no, I was, I was trying to think of yeah. the other game that Blizzard makes. 
Um, and the only one I could think of was Hearthstone. Wow, that's it. World of Warcraft. Couldn't think of it. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. No, you know, that one. The one that defined MMORPG. Yeah, I, I, I played it once. Couldn't um, handle it. Hey, did you know that uh, uh, an NBA team just bought an esports league team? Well, yeah. I think. Well, I think I'd heard something about because esports is now the yeah the new thing. They have the show on a uh, TBS. God, well, I don't want to watch. Should... I didn't want to watch people play Counter Strike before. I definitely don't want to do it now on TV. <laughs> Folks, we're dead. Oh my God, we just pissed off the TBS lords. <laughs> Was that thunder? I think that was the king of the nerds. <laughs> Is that show coming back? I enjoyed that one. Oh, no, man. They canceled it. Really? Yeah, they had they like two or three seasons, they, maybe. They canceled King of the Nerds. So now we've, you've got you, you ladies and gentlemen out there have to listen to uh, The Prince of Geeks <laughs> with Seth it's and I. It's just the lesser. Oh yeah, it's starring uh, Kevin James. <laughs> Paul Blart, uh, everybody. Yeah, God. Speaking of Blarts, let's get back to <laughs> That's what it does. To, that's a Blart. That sounds like... Just something that's lodged mm-hmm. in your heart. Oh, oh it, I have a blood. It's some type of blood clot. Yeah. Um, so this game was meant to be social, and it, it. So we. It's it's hard to put into words. So, I got this game <clears throat> right when it came out. It was one of it was probably the game that I was most excited for. I think I actually waited to get my PlayStation so that I could get this game. You guys owned that black PlayStation before me because I was waiting for Destiny to release, so I got the white bundle. That's right. We were playing GTA on PS3. Yes. Okay. And so I, we got Destiny. We sat down. We, were, we literally were like a bunch of kids. We got on the headset. We all sat down ready for our first experience, and uh, I, had to, uh, I had to do something, which is now a – God, he's smiling already. Oh, please tell me you're telling this story, because if you don't, uh, I will. It is now famous in the lore of our friendship between Seth... uh, It is famous amongst many people, because we definitely told this story a number of times. Seth, John, and I, that's that's the fire team, so fire team is a squad of three people on Destiny. And uh, that that is our crew that we've had for two years. And the first night we ever played Destiny, I... uh, we had to wait because okay you have to you have to understand especially if you're a gamer you know like this is a big game so like we were just we we're prepping ourselves we're like this is exciting you know and if you're a gamer it's like you know you got your drink you got your snacks whatever because you know you might be playing it for several hours so you're just getting set um john and i had already had our, our, our ps4s oh, for a while so they were set up they were good to go um but alex was unboxing everything at once so yeah. he was kind of a little bit behind so he had to i had know, to set everything set everything up, yeah. up uh do the install type of thing what a jerk and it, it was no big deal you know yeah. we didn't mind but um as we were ready to go um there was uh, uh an accident it was an accident stuff happens you know um but it was it it caused us to to have to wait a few more minutes I was so excited that in the midst of setting everything up, I sat down and I said, okay, let's go. I went to open a two-liter of Coke, but it had become carbonated to the point where when I opened it, it sprayed every, on my TV, <laughs> on my brand-new white console, 
on my shirt, on my hands, on my white controller. And so, in a panic, I just... I mean, I, and, he, and, he, and, you know, he had to yeah. obviously clean it up because I know that, you know, I mean, if you can imagine the white console, yeah. you know, it's something he had to immediately take care of. It's not like he could just be like, I'll clean it later. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, he informed us that he, he, had, uh, he had had the accident and it, and it overspilled, you know, onto the, and he had to clean it up, God. but it's, we have exaggerated the, the, the actual statement to the fullest extent now, but it was pretty much the equivalent of hold on guys. I spilled my Coke. That's it. That's it. That's it. But we we kind of do it as hold on guys I spilled my coke. <laughs> that re- well, it technically what because it really was it was just this. That's probably how you felt inside. It was. It was hold like, on guys I spilled my coke. Like you were eight years old again and you just like no. It was just this whole thing of like no no <laughs> just it would be like if you sat down and. And you finally got to watch, you know, and now our feature HBO presentation of whatever R-rated flick you would want to mm-hmm. see. And then the power would cut out. Yeah. Like, that's what it was like. Because it was like, it just no. Immediately halting the, the experience. Because you, you got to wet a towel. you got to check the carpet. Make sure it doesn't stay in the carpet. you got to wipe everything off. It becomes sticky. So you got to wash your hands. you got to change your shirt. And all of a sudden, you got to take your belt. you got to flay yourself because you've been a bad boy. Just like the R-rated movie. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you Oh, you, you weren't raised? You were raised with Da, da Vinci Code Law? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you... Uh, I need to show you my uh, flair. Hey, man. Hey, let's let's take it easy, man. Let's, I'm just, got, I'm we, just. We got kids listening. Yeah, uh, that's that ship has sailed, my friend. <laughs> talking about nether regions and whatnot. I know, right? Phantom off, ladies. Um, so <laughs> we we started playing this game back in 2014, and it's interesting. <laughs> we hate it. We it, we absolutely hate it, but. It is the game that brought us together and continues to bring us together, partly because we mutually hate it. And it's it's interesting you bring that up because I'm gonna things are about to get real in a second because I, I'm I have to touch on this. And it's like you're right, we hate it, but it's brought us together. And it's so I gotta I gotta go a little backstory. Y'all, you and John, been playing video games for a while now. When I last when when I played video games back when I was in grade school, high school. The I mean I played it was three things racing games, football and and uh, fighting games. That's all I ever played. I never played first person shooters. I never played uh, RPGs. None of that type of stuff. Um, and I just and I remember when uh, of course now I've always had every damn system. But like I said, I was playing NCAA. I was playing Mortal Kombat stuff like that. Um. I went with you and a couple other people when GTA Five came out. Never played any of these games, but it was like, oh, it's a big deal. GTA Online is going to be coming out soon, and all this. I went with you all to the midnight opening, or whatever, and you know, y'all talking about this game. A few days later, I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna try it out. So I bought it and got online. This was my first experience, not only playing online. And, and it's so funny because this is, I mean, GTA came out, what, 2013? Yeah. 2000, something like that. Yeah. People have been playing online and, and, and doing the whole chatting on headset for years. 
this was all new territory for me. So, you know, it was me, you, and uh, another friend of ours, Joel, who was playing GTA, and it was incredible. I mean, I was like, this is crazy. I'm pl Not only am I, am I uh, interacting with y'all on the game, but I can talk to you on the headset. It was just, it's an amazing experience for me. I'm like, this is, this is great. I see what people enjoy about this. So we, you know, we had our times with GTA, and then eventually um, Destiny made its way into our world. And then that's what changed everything because this game, like you said, brought us together. It not only became, uh, you know, a game that we enjoyed playing for the most part, but it was what we did. I mean, we we bonded. Mm -hmm. You know, the three of us went in. And we always because we were the only ones that played it. Yeah, we we had a few other friends that played it, but they were on another console. Mm -hmm. uh, so. It wasn't, cross you know, it wasn't yeah, cross the platform, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, now that being said, I came into this game and, like I said, it's the first real FPS I played. It's the first multiplayer experience that I would play. And with all of the shortcomings that would come from the game that you, you and John were so, so, and still are very critical of, Y'all had something to compare it with. I didn't. When you said, "Oh man, this the, the multiplayer, the the net coding's terrible, um, the uh, the collision detection, just all these things that were that's that's wrong," I had nothing to compare it to. So, to me, see, God knows. Yeah, um, I, I see. He sees where you're going with it. He's yeah, not he, he's not. I mean, <laughs> he plays Destiny. I'm pretty sure he goes by the name God. Yeah, I it, think he's a storm caller. <laughs> <laughs> Let's everybody just take a, a minute to appreciate how good of a, of a reference that is. And I, I am impressed. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> um, so, you know, y'all are getting so increasingly frustrated with the game. And for me, I have no comparison for me this is just the way it is i don't know good multiplayer versus bad multiplayer i just know this multiplayer and you know the, the frustration got worse and worse until you know that we played less and less and we would play other games and we did we played you know battlefield uh plenty of other single player games other multiplayer games but nothing ever compared to destiny as far as our commitment to it to continue to play it and it's been so tough for me because I definitely always would 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 stick up for the game more often than than y'all would, or just tolerate it more because of that because of that reasoning. Like it's like I get what y'all are saying that it's bad, but it's like I don't see it as being as, I don't see it the way y'all do just because. I didn't play Halo. I didn't play any of the Halo games, so I don't know how good it could have been type of thing. So it, it's been... I don't want to say it, it's been, like, emotional. It's just been tough because regardless of what happens to this game, you know, whether it's it's it will always be the game that got me into playing online and to 
and, and, and develop the friendship that you and John and I have now. You know, it, it wasn't GTA, it wasn't Battle, it wasn't any of the other games. It was Destiny. So, so no matter how bad it gets, it's always going to be that game to me. Absolutely, and I love how we're having a heart to heart with people listening to it. But it, it really, you know, there there are certain levels of friendship that people retain within their lives, and you, John, and I, we have our friendship is its own thing because you know, my wife knows on certain nights. You know, it's like, go to bed, because I got to talk to John and Seth. And I hop, even if it was hopping on headset and eating while y'all did, you know, play whatever game and I ate. Mm-hmm. That's that's how we bonded. So, I, un- and this is the thing. Neither of us fault you, because we understand the logic of what you're saying. It's as if a kid growing up in this generation... The first game they have is Angry Birds, you know, or, or Candy Crush. It's you didn't play games like that. And see, this is what's interesting. So you didn't play video games, really. Uh, well, you did, but then you stopped. I would. I, would I never say. really stopped. I just didn't play this. I wasn't playing yeah. the games that you, that the major. Well, that y'all were playing. Yeah. And, and so, what was interesting is is. We shifted from single-player to multiplayer online experiences, whereas you went from strictly single-player, maybe local multiplayer, like yeah. come over to my house and, and we'll play Smash. Yeah. <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> um, let me just finish that sentence. I play Madden, man. <laughs> hey, come over to my house and play Smash with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, no. What? Uh, <laughs> I'll come play Star Fox. Um, but um, what's interesting is is your experience is different, and I, and I can respect it because your first foray into online um, was, was different. And as you're talking, I think I figured it out. I honestly think I figured out what the difference is um, with this game. So... You talk about GTA Online. And so many other games have a single-player component, co-op, and then multiplayer. Destiny, everything you do can be multiplayer. And I think the reason it differentiates itself for you, and the reason you, I think you think we always come back to it, is because there's so much that we can do together. Whether it's a raid, whether it's crucible, whether it's single player story stuff, whether it's bounties, whether it's patrol, there's all these different things where it's like, yeah, I'll hop on and come help you. Whereas if I'm doing something in Fallout, that's a single player game that only I can play. Right. And so for you, your first experience, you really got a, you kind of got fed, you got fed a turd on a golden spoon, like you got a taste of, you got a taste of the good life, but with some chunks of corn in it along the way. Mm-hmm. So, and the reason John and I were so vitriolic and I gave it up for almost a year is because I had had enough with how they were changing things at the detriment of the player to make to make more work for you. I work, I, like I said, I've been up 30 hours. <laughs> I work way too hard to come home 
to pick up a game that I play recreationally to have it work against me. And that is, in essence, why I began to hate Destiny. Because they had such little content that they hamstrung its... And and this is a mechanic that when people play video games, it's, I'm just going to play it. Well, no. If you want to do something, there are certain things you can only do once a week, one time with one character. Do you remember the time that I only had one character? For the for a very long time, you refused to make um, a second class of character because you were like, why should I? Because it, growing up, and that was our difference, growing up, I made one character. That is the character that went on all my adventures. That was the personification of me. No matter what I did, no matter who I talked to, no matter how many games I played, I wanted it to be that character because that character was me. It did not make sense. And it rubbed it in my face that, well, you did everything once, ready to do it two more times. It just, it's, it seems and still seems like a poor mechanic. But, and we'll get into this later, but as it has gone along, they have struck a balance between rewarding the player and still hindering the player in some regards whether it be randomizing when bullets land, whether it be decreasing the amount of items you get for a reward, Bungie, as a developer, seems to think, well, if you get everything all at once, then what's the point of playing it? So what we're going to do is we're going to have you close your eyes, reach into this jar, and pull something out. And we'll, you know, we'll see what you get. And... While they have added more options, Court of Oryx, while the Archons Forge, while they've added different things for players to do together, they are still hindering you in how to play it. And that will always be my biggest issue with Destiny, is that they give the players what they ask for with caveats. And that is completely unfair, in my opinion. I know you only can do so much, but some of the things that you can't... There are some things you can do and just don't or won't out of. Whether it's spite, whether it's the fact that you think you... Oh, we'll do it for Destiny 2. Um, it, it's just a game that... It, it's... Look, it, it's about leveling up your character. It's about doing raids, which is a six-man run to do some very hard uh, battling. And then there's multiplayer fighting against one another. Uh, which have different tiers of, of difficulty. They just added the ability to make your own custom game. You know, it's something that has you know been since the early '90s as an option in multiplayer. Games. Yeah, but they're slowly adding in features, and I understand where you're you're coming from because you have no barometer to say like, oh well, oh well, Halo had custom matchmaking all the time, and you know it was easy. And then a lot of people compare destiny to halo because that was how that was their multiplayer game this is your multiplayer game yeah and so while you know john and i don't fault you for it it was it was just so disheartening because we were so we pushed ourselves to say okay we're gonna play something else you know i was i did nothing but play fallout for a very long time and to, to their credit, they released a whole bunch of DLC. I have, I have not touched it. You know, played the Battlefield 1 beta, uh, Overwatch. 
Overwatch is a really fun game. So there have been games that have come close to what Destiny offers, but I feel like in some people's opinion, and maybe even in your own, it falls short of the experience of the fact that we, oh, well, we can always play Destiny. We always go back to Destiny. But the issue is, is because Destiny allots the most things for us to do together. I think the only other thing in comparison to that is GTA Online. I was about to say, and we always do go back to GTA because they have consistently continued to add new content for free. For free. Since its release. Uh, well, it, it re-released on, on current-gen consoles. Um, I mean, how, how long ago was that? 20, 2015? 2015? I don't know. But, it, you know, it was a big deal, so it just brought the game back for... Um, current gen and it, it, it yeah that's the only other game that has consistently had things that you can just go in whenever and you got stuff to do you always have stuff to do so and we never do anything we just drive around and kill each other yeah, yeah god which that is we need a new episode on that uh, oh god if we're gonna live stream something it needs to be an episode of gta it'll be the first and last live stream because one one of us will get upset mm-hmm. and then and then decide to quit mm-hmm. um but it, it's interesting because you know gta has online microtransactions and i feel like people aren't as upset with those as they are with the introduction in destiny so let, let's just go okay so we talked about rise of iron but let's just go through the timeline so Destiny comes out in September of 2014. 60 bucks. Basic game. Yeah. Basic game. So Queen's Wrath com- comes out. It's for two weeks. It's an event. It's yeah. the first event for Destiny. Everybody was like, man, this is really cool. There's select armor that you could get doing mm-hmm. this. There's yeah, select it's, rules. Yeah, it was a unique new thing. gear, a um, couple of new things to do, like little quest, missions, whatever you want to call them. It's new content. So, so this this is within the first, first one to two weeks. There was also something that happened within the first one to two weeks that we need to discuss, and it really sums up the problem with Destiny. The second week that Destiny was out, there was a vendor who only comes on certain days of the week. His name is K.K. Slider. Um, (laughs) For all those Nintendo fans out there. Um, So uh, his name is Zer, Agent of the Night. Oh, yes. So... Uh, Mr. Smoky Face, Mr. Trash Man, uh, what was it, Pigpen? So Pigpen shows up, yes. and he's got his stuff for sale. He looks like the vendor from Resident Evil 4. Uh, hey, stranger, one of boys. Anyway, he sells, uh, yeah. he sells a bunch of uh, you know, very specific exotic type stuff that you can't get yeah. in other vendors. So, so the, the, the way that guns and armor work, I love how you got me back on track. The way that guns and armor works in Destiny is it's a white, green, blue, uh purple yellow yep and so he sells yellow which is they're called exotics which are these are the weapons that you want to try to acquire in the game you can only assign one of them to one of three slots your primary your secondary or your heavy so you know you have like a you have a regular hand cannon a shotgun and a rocket launcher those are your three slots you can only use an exotic in one of those three slots, but the exotic can do a number of different things. Now, you also have exotic armor yes, as well. So, And he sells both. Yeah. And they have really cool perks and really cool things that they do. Well, the item that was sold the second week that uh, that Zer was available was an item called the Gallarhorn. Uh, the Gallarhorn, Yallarhorn, 
uh, the galley. Uh, I'll just call it the Gallahorn. Mm-hmm. So Gallahorn is sold. It's a rocket launcher. And the thing about this rocket launcher is when you fire it off, when it hits, it has seeking mini bombs that essentially create... Well, a, it has tracking itself. Yes, it will track its enemy. Yes. And then when it hits, it has a second set of explosive rounds that also track. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't just explode separately. They actually... Try so it's it's like a, a double not even a double hit it's it's much more than that so so this weapon is sold and no one really knows what this vendor does no one really has the 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 currency to buy what the item is and so no one really even pays attention to it this is one of the most sought after items in all of Destiny for the past two years for well the, for the past two years. As far as a drop, in order to get it randomly, um, you and John both got one as a drop. Uh, I ended up, and this is why partly why I quit. He sold it. He sold the Gallahorn again. The week before, they reset the game and changed some of the stuff with it, and essentially did away with the usefulness of that weapon. Right. And that is, and oh, oh, does that sound does that sound unfair? Yes. Welcome to Destiny, and. If you wonder why we keep playing it, we're wondering the same thing. So, Queen's Wrath hits two weeks in, and then the first expansion hits the Dark Below. That's in December of that same year. So, September, October, November, December. So, about four months. Um, now, for a season pass, for 35 bucks, you could get that in House of Wolves, which came, which came out in May of 2015. So, already we're up to 95 bucks, And then... You have the option to buy, which which isn't much different from most um, games coming from Activision or EA. No, you no. have a sixty dollars game, and you have roughly a thirty or forty dollars season pass that will give you the next year's worth of DLC, which is usually one or two expansions. So, so a year passes, and um, year two pretty much starts up, and the the next announcement is. Alrighty, the Taken King. It's a new expansion. You could pay thirty more dollars. So already we're at sixty for the base game, thirty-five for the season pass, thirty for the Taken King. Um, you have one of two options. You can buy it as a DLC, um, or if I believe if you just spend that thirty dollars, you got Destiny, The Dark Below, House of Wolves, and The Taken King. Correct. Well, I mean, if you if you had bought the the so so I'm I'm a new person and I'm buying this game for the first time. If I buy Taken King, I get Taken King and all the previous stuff, right? Yeah, but not for thirty dollars. Was it? Well, was it was sixty. 60? The price that we paid for the, yes. the vanilla game. And, and so, and that's what I was trying to to rectify. So people that waited a year, pretty much, were able to buy four expansions. So Destiny. The House of Wolves, Dark Below, and Taken King for 60 bucks. What we paid for the original game. And we had to pay, what, 120 150 I think, yeah, it ended up being around 130 you know, if you add it all up. Uh, that was probably the first exodus. That was probably the first round of people that said, I cannot afford to support this game. I am done. And you can't blame them. Because that, the Taken King, as far as pricing and release and how they handled it, was atrocious. You'll throw money at the screen. Yeah, their their, their whole marketing for the Taken King was uh, 
very poor. It was just a, it was a disaster. They brought up a lot of people that should have never been in front of a camera and never been talking to the public. You know, that's why you hire people like Deej, who we've mentioned him before, is their, um, it's kind of their PR person, their community manager. It's the face of the game. And you hire people that know how to talk to the public, yeah. know what to say, what not to say. Well, they put up this one guy who is lead design. Um, Who's actually heading up Destiny 2. Right. And um, he's, he's very he's very qualified, though. Before he was given the, the, the lead design position for Destiny, uh, I believe he was a blogger. I believe he, he, he reviewed video games and wrote for them. Um, you know, I went to school to learn how to to create uh video games and you know amongst these many other people who learned how to code and build assets and everything but uh apparently all you have to do is be able to review a game to work for a triple a company like bungie and create a triple a title like destiny that's all it takes Oh man, this is bad. I'm leaving. Oh, oh, oh! Seth, talk, oh I, no, Seth's leaving. I'm done. I, I, oh. I realized I couldn't do it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> come back, come back, Seth. The point is that he just—they uh, handled the, the the like I said, the whole marketing yeah. thing very badly. And, and basically, that that guy, uh, that developer, essentially made fun of the player base. Yeah. The fact that uh, you, you'll buy it anyway. You guys are stupid enough to where you'll buy this anyway. <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's essentially what he said. Yeah, he said, absolutely. I mean, look, these stupid little microtransactions that don't even affect the game. And I mean, what he was trying to say is, it's look, you're you're panicking. We're going to sell some stupid things. We're going to make your character dance and wave. You, you can pay five bucks and you'll get a pack of these things. And uh, it's a way for you to communicate without using voice in game. Um, and I mean, that's how they're sustaining this game right now. That's why they're releasing all this DLC, some of it for free, in some of these events, is that they're just they're raking them probably a good bit of money. That's not why they're they're doing this. They're doing this because it's all they can do. Oh no 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 no! I agree. But what I'm saying is is why they didn't why they aren't considering bundling certain events into you know what I mean? They're able to stretch some of their some of their means basically by, because they're they're making income from microtransactions. So um so yeah, the Taken King comes out and then nothing really comes out for a year. A year. Yeah. The they take- have events. Yeah. Oh yeah. That events. Was, that's um that was because it's, it's handled by the live team. That's what they like to call them. They call them it's handled by the live developer team. Those are th- that's a nice way of saying this is a team of people that are pulling stuff out of their ass while to sh- to stretch because that that's what's happening now um, and that's what you know goes forth to you know um, you were talking about why they they do the stuff they do is because they don't you know why would you play stuff so quickly no they they have that mentality they do the stuff they do. Because they don't have enough content to satiate the average player. Well, I don't want to say the average player. But a a, a majority of the players because some of these people are hardcore. Oh, yeah. 
and they I mean like there's probably a select few I mean I know there is because like I said the game came out about a week ago today the expansion the first raid the first raid became available uh, a few days later uh, basically last you know this past weekend aside from a hoarder version of the raid that will be coming out soon the horde mode raid there are people out there that have literally already done everything in the new, in the new expansion in less than a week. And people are too many. And if that and they, if that's what they want to do, that's fine. People but are too manning that raid. But they don't want. Yeah. But that's what Bungie doesn't want because they want you to keep playing, but they cannot keep up with the player base. They cannot keep. They don't have enough content. That's why. They do the stuff they do. That's why they're not going to say, if you do this, you get this reward. No, we're going to make sure that you have to keep playing until you get that reward. Which is interesting because I think we'll we'll maybe wrap it up on this because it's leading into the next one. But the progress book, for me, is a lot of progress in their game development because it answers one of the main questions and qualms that I had is, I need to be able to do something to net a specific reward. I need to work, I, or at least have something to work towards. And look what it did. I mean, it, it really kind of at least guides you as far as, well, this is how to enjoy the new content. And while you do it, you can net some rewards. And I, for one, don't have a problem with that. You know, it, it's not, it's not, here's this new expansion, go figure it out. It's, hey, Here's this new thing. Here's what you do along the way if you want to, quote, you know, get the most out of it, which I can respect. You know, some of the challenges may be a little stupid, but mm-hmm. um, at least they're trying. So, <laughs> God. I, don't, I don't think they're trying. Uh, yeah, no, they're, they're, they're trying, but th- there's always a hidden agenda. It's, it's a business, and it's about maximizing profits and time spent playing type stuff, you know, and they're going to do what they need to do to, to keep their player base and to continue making money. And I can't fault a company for doing that. But at the same time, there are companies that, that do the same thing, but people aren't mad at them. Nobody ever gets mad at GTA. Yeah. Nobody ever gets mad at Rockstar. Yep. You know, you never hear, but man, and that's a whole, that's a whole nother issue with, the 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 very different like i said the the community the destiny community is very diverse there's some people that and like look the the fact is there are problems with this game mm-hmm. but there's and, and and you know whether you you absolutely hate it and you quit it or you're like yeah there's problems but you know um i still like to play it on occasion we're kind of in that middle ground there are some people that that pretend like this game is the bee's knees that there is that it has no fault that it is wonderful and that it's and, and those people i don't understand yeah i mean it, it just the game has connection issues all the time i get oh. dropped all the time i the, it crashed on me the other day um good luck playing a multiplayer game when at least one person is not lagging and you can't kill them uh the game is completely unbalanced with certain weapons which makes people use certain weapons against you in multiplayer some of the mechanics 
of some of the things they want you to do are completely broken. Some of the enemies that they created are broken. I'm looking at you taking phalanxes. Um, just God. some of the things that they've done are just, you know, there's a simple fact that some of the way that you get rewards, Cryptarch, um, it, it doesn't work. It just straight up doesn't work. They, they created a new way to get items into, you know, the Archon's Forge. That's broken. Yeah, you know, it just and that's why you get so upset, and that's why I get so upset, and that's why everyone gets so pissed. They get pissed off mm -hmm. at Destiny, is because it's finally way to okay. I've got five more guns I need to get, and I'm done. I can relax. I can and finally play the game. I can finally play the game. So what does Destiny do? Oh well, we've changed the drop rate for the weapon that you're trying to get to make it harder for you to obtain. Like <laughs> it just it's a you know what it is. It, Bungie is. A Bungie is Jerry and we are Tom. What? Bungie is Jerry and we are Tom. Just imagine Jerry oh, Mouse. Okay. We okay. I thought you were saying that that there was a show called We Are Tom. No. <laughs> I was not understanding that for a second. Oh god, we're gonna have dude that's We've got to have one of those meetings. We got to pitch that. We got to pitch that show. We are Tom. We are Tom. Um, no, it, it's Bungie is Jerry. Just you know, with that fishing line, just you know, reeling it in. Oh, and we're chasing yeah. oh, it, yeah. and then all of a sudden we get to it, and then we just run smack dab into a wall, and it's oh, you know, contacting Destiny servers or then we grab the the fishing reel and break it in half and oh, jab it into somebody's eye. Swear we'll never swear. I'll never eat fish again. Um. And that about wraps it up. <laughs> <laughs> what a segue. Yeah, there we go. That about wraps it up. Look, we talked about what Destiny is. We talked about our qualms with it. But what does the new expansion mean for this game? We we played it for about a week. We played it for about a week straight. Uh, we, we have our thoughts. We have our opinions. We have what we think will happen uh, coming up with the future of this DLC and maybe what will even happen within Destiny 2. Uh, we'll be sure to get back together, and we will talk that out. And uh, we'll need you to console us, folks, because we're, we're going to talk that soon again. <laughs> that about wraps it up for Alex Plains It All. It's always a pleasure having you with us. For Alex Plains It All, this is Alex Lebot. That is Producer Seth. Good night, folks. Good night.